This is How to Business and Show Business, where we talk about the business of show, the podcast that discusses ways to work smarter, not harder. If you're a performer at the beginning of your career or a student interested in going into the performing arts, this is the podcast for you. For more about the podcast, you can find our website at businessandshowbusiness.com. There you can learn more about the business of performing arts with coursework, videos with shop talk, and interviews with other professional performers. Now here's your host, Corbin. Hello, I'm your host, Corbin, and welcome to the very first episode of this new series, the podcast rendition of How to Business and Show Business. Before we get started, go ahead and click that subscribe button so you can stay caught up anytime there's a new episode. Friends, thank you for joining me for the first ever episode of this series. I'm so excited to share this experience with you as we walk forward on this journey. And part of that journey is bringing in guests that have unique and interesting stories to share with you about the business and how they business and show business. So I'm so excited to share this discussion and the first ever guest on this podcast, Clayton Howe. Currently, he's in the Broadway national tour of Waitress playing the role of Earl and he's the host of his own podcast called Entertainment X. We're gonna learn what the last five years has been like for Clay since graduating college, why Disney holds such a special meaning for him, how he curated his brand by simply being himself and how you can also apply this to your journey in your brand, and how focusing on specific goals will lead you to what you want. I'm so excited for you to hear from Clay in this episode as he shares his journey and knowledge about the business. And one more note before we get into it, I have to thank Clay. You will hear his voice time and time again throughout the journey of this podcast because I have to give a shout out. He is my intro and outro, so if his voice sounds familiar as you press on to future episodes, this is why. Just so you're aware, some of these episodes were previously recorded over the past couple months of last year. So until we get caught up to our most recent episode for 2021, I'll be sure to note those as we go along. But without further ado, kick back, relax, and here's my interview with Clayton Howe. Um, when last we spoke, I'm just going to get right into it. When last we spoke, we did this interview and it was so good. And then I said, Clay, we got to do it again because... I did. I forgot to download the audio from uh, from the Skype, and so you said, "No worries, we'll just do it again." We've cut out most of the meat. We're just gonna go for it. Well, yeah. you know, here we are. And uh, I thought about remixing these questions, but I'm like, let's just you and I have a conversation, man. We'll just riff off of one another. We're good at that. Let's talk, baby. So, um, if you if you are so inclined, uh, let's start with this. I think you have some exciting news to share. What is the most recent event, exciting event that transpired in your life? Uh, either was it this week ago or this past weekend? Oh, oh, we're talking personally exciting. Yes, yes, uh, yes, baby. I got um, I got engaged. Actually, we went. We were at um at Disney World. I waited until I went to Disney World to propose to my girlfriend Lexi Carter, mm-hmm. and we're now engaged. Have to say, Disney knocked it out of the park with safety they really did and i know like this isn't a this is not an advert Uh, this is me just talking um they had they had seriously they had mask ambassadors wow that were keeping people away from each other if they needed to take their mask off for instance when i proposed Mm 
-hmm. there was like a shield around us, you know, of like no one. And uh, none of the none of the hand sanitizer machines were ever empty. They always had hand sanitizer and they were at the beginning and the end of every ride, every eating facility. It was, it was insane. Anyway, I'm glad I waited. Glad we went. Glad we did it. She said yes. Mm. And uh, it's exciting. Well, and then, well, it's kind of come full circle, but please share with the people. Why Disney? Why did you choose Disney World? Obviously, there must be some connection of why that holds near and dear to you. Well, Disney uh, was the first company to hire me after college. I worked Mm -hmm. for Disney Cruise Line, Mm -hmm. as you know. Mm -hmm. I did two years, 2015, 2016. I was on the Fantasy. Mm. And um, I got to perform the main stage shows. And it seemed, Disney seems to keep coming back around, you know? It's, besides the fact that it's a massive entertainment company, um, they're opportunities their work opportunities seem to keep coming around for me which is exciting i love it and her and i make especially fond memory in the magic kingdom so <laughs> love it absolutely love it well many congratulations to you both i am so excited. thank you i was very excited when i saw that and i was like we have to, <laughs> we, have to we have to talk about this like yeah i know it's so exciting like i feel like an adult <laughs> <laughs> well at, okay let me ask you this through all your training through your schooling, did then did you ever suspect that being adult would either be one this hard or be this fun? Um, no, and no. <laughs> well, it can be so. I mean, it can be so much fun because you have like you're you get to the. I mean, this is the point in your life where you have no more expectations from family or friends really besides the fact of like getting jobs but i'm talking about in the sense of of education you know you always had a path someone was always telling you where to go up to a certain point be it till you graduate high school be it till you graduated college and if you're out on your own now or if you're back home for a period of time and you've been out on your own you're fighting that urge to keep <laughs> trailblazing in your own direction and when you get to make your own choices it's very exciting it just right. is you know the things that have happened in the last five years since I graduated uh, college are just incredibly exciting. And on the difficult side of it, um, yeah, it's difficult, but you keep going. I don't know what other choice you have. And I'm talking about, you know, in the sense of pandemic, you know, personal loss, um, you know, public loss of whatever, you know, with like um, politics and what have you, you have to keep going. The best choice is to keep pushing forward, keep, keep on keeping on. And what has been your journey since graduating, um, since graduating college? So, so we did, we did cruise line in 2015, 2016. Um, I was asked to go back for a third one, but I knew in my spirit that I needed to stay in the city. And that's interesting because we, our life gives us signs and we don't listen to them. And when we don't listen to them, they get louder and louder. And eventually, you know, it's like a tap on the shoulder and it it ends up with like a brick wall falling on you, metaphorically, Mm. Um, or sometimes literally. And if you don't (laughs) listen to it, it keeps happening. You keep getting hurt until you listen to those signs and make an adjustment. Mm. And I was getting some taps on the shoulder of like, you know, where you are isn't where you're supposed to be right now. Maybe you come back to it. You know, there's nothing wrong with where you are, but it's time to move. You know, it's time to move on. And so I was in the city for a year. I booked, um, it's funny how things happen because I, I booked cruise line, for, you know, basically two straight years after college, got back to the city, went a whole, you know, year without performing to the following summer. Mm. I did one regional gig 
and then from that it brought me to so that was that was um finger lakes and then i went from finger lakes two months later performed for another year did uh cabaret at gateway mm. didn't perform for another year then aida at axelrod kinky boots at the hangar straight into waitress tour and it's funny how as time goes on the more you keep at something mm. the more opportunities come but you have to keep at it and i essentially went you know two years two years with you know three shows three four week gigs you know but i knew i had to keep at it and that was an interesting thing i heard on a i actually heard this conversation with hugh jackman the other day where he invested five years he didn't expect anything to happen for five years because it's like, you know, like opening a restaurant, it's three years of hard work before you know whether it's a success. And he knew that he needed to invest at least five years to maybe not see any actual, you know, actual, actual results before getting those gigs that he really, really wanted. And um, it was funny in that one, and I promise I'll get back to my own life, is uh, <laughs> he was booking, he was booking, um, he was booking musical theater, but he didn't want to do musical theater, he wanted to do film but life kept putting musical theater on him. He's like, I don't sing. I don't take singing lessons. What the hell is this? And he finally, you know, let that go, listened to it, was on Broadway, all the way from Australia, came to New York, did Broadway. And now everyone knows him as Wolverine. No one knows him as a, I mean, we know him as a singer as well, but the community at large, the world, you know, oh, that's Wolverine, you know, if you show him a picture. So he got what he wanted in the end, but in a path he didn't expect. So the flexibility, I think, in my life has been helpful, you know. With that time that I had not working in theater, I started a podcast, Entertainment X. I wrote TV shows, wrote a film, met other people. And the funny thing is, that podcast helped me more or less book regional gigs, you know, those other shows. Because I had them on, we were friends, and they're like, you should audition for this thing. And it's all about who you know and who knows you. I mean, that's the whole thing about this theater community. It's people mm -hmm. are your best resource. So you have to be, you know, putting your best foot forward on your best behavior in the best light, whatever you want to call it, all the time. Because your, your personality, who you are as a person is your, uh, your commerce. Your, that's, what, that's it, you know, from a business standpoint, that's, that's, your, that's your bread and butter. That's your brand. You know, and it's such a funny thing to think about because we look at, you know, you look at a brand as like, you know, this phone in front of me, this iPhone. And it's like, you know, I can tell you um, three or four emotional words that come to mind because of the phone, but those are there because of the phone's brand. I don't think Apple sets out to be, and they do, they do. I should, you know, I should correct this. They do set out to be, you know, sleek, reliable, and fast. <laughs> You know, those are three words that come to mind, right? You know, and I'm sitting here thinking about you. Friendly, entertaining, <laughs> vivacious, <laughs> you know, and talented. But you don't wake up, you don't wake up in the morning and think, I'm going to be friendly, vivacious, talented, funny. I'm, you don't get up thinking. You just, you are. You just be. Thank and you. as a result, that's your brand. It's Thank not, you can't set out, you can set out to be that, but you really just need to be yourself well, and well, who that is you know five years from now someone are gonna say well describe poor ben in three words and it's like built oh, that's your brand yeah i don't know how i got there thank well, you for following along but yeah so in short <laughs> that's where we are right so we did waitress and pandemic and now you know the whole podcast thing 
Thank you for listening. <laughs> Thank you for coming to this TED Talk, ladies and gentlemen. We will be back after this brief commercial. Well, there's so many questions now that have just jumped out at me that I really want to talk about because, first of all, let's start with the first one. Uh, the timeline, right? Giving yourself, back to you, Jackman, he gave himself five years. I sure. do think in, in a way that is a realistic approach, right? But again, giving yourself time to do it because how many of our peers, oh, I'm just going to go to LA, New York, Chicago, Vancouver, Toronto, Atlanta, and, I'm gonna, and, I'm, and I'm, it's going to happen in two, it's going to happen in a year. Um, like any good industry, these people need to get acclimated to you. Did you, did yeah. you give yourself a timeline? No. Um, I gave myself, I guess I gave myself very short timelines. I haven't given myself an overarching timeline, so to speak, um, until last year. So let me explain. Uh, right after college, mm -hmm. I had the expectation of getting a day job. I didn't even expect to book a theatrical gig right away. I was like, ah, I'm not a dancer. Um, I'm a specific type. We're all specific types. I hate that phrase as like a reason or an excuse. Like I'm, but I'm a specific type. It's like we're all specific types, maybe. <laughs> but I would, you know. But you know, from a logistics standpoint, I'm, I'm not. I'm not a triple pirouette, kick my face guy. And so I was like, you know, that's going to cut the jobs by a third, right? You know, a lot of those gigs are. You, if you can dance and tumble, you've got a real. <laughs> mm -hmm. You're going to be. You're going to be working regularly. Um, but I, I knew the real reality of my who I am. And I was like, let me get a, let me get a, you know, job, a, a job, a day job. And, uh, and so I, I pursued that for like two weeks, uh, or even a week. And then afterwards I was like, well, that was easy. Okay. Let me, now that I have that, let me go get some auditions. And like my second audition was Disney cruise line. So like I knew, you know, within three weeks of being in the city that I had booked something and then I stayed for another month and then left. But that, it was like that kind of short timeline. Now, fast forward to last year. So fast forward to rewind. Um, I had set goals over the past year of like, I wanted to do, um, I wanted to be, I, I wrote down, it's really funny because I remember looking at the list and first on the list was happiness hmm. <laughs> as a, as a objective, which I think is a, you know, a daily objective for me. Uh, not that it's hard to achieve, but it's important. I think happiness is very, very, very important over most everything else. And I, I put down being a Broadway show. I don't think it was a Broadway show. I think it was like a, it was something, it was something vague enough where Broadway national tour would fit. <laughs> and well, funny enough, you know, that's when Waitress came along. But what you focus on, you find, you know, in a scientific kind of thing behind that would be reticular activation, which is the part of your brain that focuses on what's important. So in a crowd of blah, 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 you hear Corbin, blah, 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 because your name's important. And if you write down something and focus on it, and can be anything, mm -hmm. you will then start to see things in your life that lead you to what you want, because now you're focusing on what's important. Mm -hmm. It's that same idea of like, there's little moments and opportunities that have happened that you've like, may have passed you by because you weren't focusing on this part of your life. But now that you are much like your name, you'll start to hear it in a crowd of noise. Mm -hmm. So I, you know, I was writing those things down over the past year, just like things I wanted to achieve. And you just start to see it. It's like, Oh, that's interesting. Oh, I know that. Per oh, I know this person. Oh, I know that. Per oh, they do that. It's like, I didn't know that. But now that I'm looking, I do. Mm -hmm. 
hope that answers it. Yeah, well, no, because I know we talked about this last time. There is such a thing as the law of attraction and what you do put out yeah. will come back. And it's just how badly do you want it and or how bad are you willing to reinforce it in your life, even if it is just a mantra three times a day. Um, yeah. And sure enough, eventually it will. Which you did tack on to something else in this, but as you were just saying, uh, you were assessing your product, knowing your type. Well, I'm not a dancer, kickball change for your life. So great. what else can I use to my assets, right? I think this ties into marketing yourself. Not everyone knows how to best market. Not all of us are lucky enough to have a team doing it for us. So then before you, so before you got in that room, how did you best market yourself or any room or just actually, you know what? Pause. In life in general, before we even get to the, to the show part of it, from a, as a businessman in your day-to-day life, how do you market yourself? I read a really interesting book about four years ago, and it was called How to Get What You Deserve. Mm. Seth Godin wrote it with uh, his co-writer's name is Escaping Me. And it was an interesting book on you get what you deserve. You know, if you're a very kind person, you receive kindness. If you're negative, petty, and annoying, you receive that back in your life. And I was having a very mind-opening experience reading this book on the way I hold myself, even if it's not intentionally mean or kind or whatever, it can be perceived as such by another human Mm -hmm. through no fault of anyone's own. It's just, you're doing this. You don't realize you're doing this, and we have a phone call. So we're gonna take a quick pause while I turn off this phone. One second. <laughs> we're back. <laughs> and while I was reading this book, <clears throat> I had this mind-opening like, experience where I was like, oh my goodness, there are things I'm doing that I don't even realize I'm doing that I need to stop doing in order to get what I want. And it was a real self-awareness moment I was talking to Andrea Burns uh, at Stella Adler because I studied there during the summer of 2013. And we had this moment where you stand up and the class assesses you Mm. based on your past three weeks of work. Hmm. And, you know, it's like, you know, don't, don't tear anyone apart here, but be honest. And there were very interesting receptions that I received and then I gave out because it was interesting to perceive someone and say it to them and then be like, oh, I'm doing that. And I'm like, wasn't that interesting? Because that's the same thing happening to me. And it's very important that your self-awareness needs to exponentially go up in order to work on your brand. Because mm-hmm. a lot of people are like, you know, this is just my resting bitch face or this is who I am. Get used to it. And it's like, ha ha ha. But you're not going to get very far if you don't change who you are in some dynamic way to go along, to get along, really. And it was just, it was very interesting. So that was like, that was the really interesting part for me. I highly recommend the book, um, How to Get What You Deserve. It might be out of print, so you might be able to get it for like $3 on Amazon used. (laughs) But it's just, the the self-awareness needs to go up. So as my self-awareness went up, I had a realization, ah, I come off as a big, strong, intimidating, could be mean, very masculine guy. That's what I was told by my peers. That's the types I was being put in in theater. And I was like, all right, well, <clears throat> theater's larger than life. So let's get this butt to the gym. 
and make the muscles bigger. Because it was just a realization. I was like, okay, I got to, you know, that's what I got to do. That's what I got to do. And the first thing I book out of college is Hercules, you know, portraying Hercules' friends. Sorry, excuse me. And it was just a full realization moment of like preparation meets opportunity, you know, because when you know, you know, and you have to have that real keen sense of self-awareness in order to get what you want. Mm -hmm. When the student is prepared, the teacher is ready. Yeah. Yeah. So, essentially. Yeah. Um, so on your way of, of marketing yeah. yourself and getting yourself to that, to that space for everyone else to either recognize and or to see you as we, you talked about a little bit, those, those in between, those in between gigs, if not the, between those in between jobs, when not a lot is happening, because I know we shared with this when I was on your podcast, people do forget about, you know, Harrison Ford didn't become Harrison Ford before Star Wars blew up to be the degree that it was. He went back to his carpentry job. Arnold yeah. Schwarzenegger went back to his bricklaying business. Um, uh, Patrick Swayze went back to construction. Yeah. And I think there's something to be said for the humility. Because listen, I can tell you right now during this whole pause in the world, uh, I have a lot of respect for the working man, the nine to five man. Because listen, and I say this with the best, <laughs> It's for the birds. I cannot do it, but I know there are other people who can because it's a job. It's not my career. And I, and I, do, let me ask you this. Do you realize the difference between the two for you? The difference between a career and a job, one being your passion, yeah. the other one just being a survival. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I think a career, you know, for me is definitely something that is um, ever growing. You know, you're going to take a, I take a position because I believe it'll lead to another position that's in the same vein of, you know, the direction I want to head in, as opposed to a job, you know, like for me, and I call, you know, bartending would be a job for me. That mm-hmm. could be a career for someone who wants to, you know, rescue bars and fix them up and turn it, you know, into a multi-billion dollar business. That's just, that could be a serious career for someone. For me, bartending's a job. Mm-hmm. It's not getting me any closer, so to speak, to what I want in terms of entertainment, you know, vice versa. A theatrical gig is a, you know, career choice for me to pick that one job is in within my career. Cause it's going to get me eventually to where I want to go. Mm. So, yeah, but you're right during this pandemic. Ooh, it's very interesting. You know, <laughs> it's, it's, uh, it's been a real day. It's been a real daydream. You mm-hmm. know, what would I do if I could not do musical theater? Quite a lot. <laughs> well, let me tell you what you can do because it is, and I'm Quite so glad lot. that I'm so glad that people get to hear it firsthand. Um, I messaged Clay over the weekend because I he he gives me some pointers on what I'm doing right now with how to business and show business. I said, I just predicting your future. Know where you hear heard it here first. You're gonna have a booming career in voiceover, that Morgan Freeman esque voice. And what did you say to me? Come on with the hype. <laughs> Yo, I know, I know. Keep it coming, please. Because I mean, you <laughs> I need the I energy. Mean, you are a unicorn amongst unicorns. You have such a calming. Like when I think of okay, your podcast, right? I think of okay, I'm gonna have a good time with Clay. I get to sit back with him, cooking, driving, whatever I'm doing, right? He's such a warm, inviting, Morgan Freeman esque voice. That's how I put it. That is how I put it because it's such a boom, and I can I can only. I'm just so excited for your career in voiceover. But first, let me ask this. As far as it pertains to your podcast, what has, what has your podcast done for you personally? 
Well, personally, it's made me a much better communicator. Mm-hmm. First and foremost, with over 100 hours in interviews, I've become very, very good at becoming succinct. I think the listener can be the judge of that in this conversation, <laughs> whether or not I'm succinct. <laughs> but that's my own personal opinion. And again, in the personal uh, vein, it's allowed me to connect in a semi-intimate way with people in entertainment that I would never be able to connect with under any other circumstance. You know, so by the time this episode comes out, my next episode will come out. I had Luke Danes on the podcast that's Scott Patterson of Gilmore Girls and of the owner of Luke's Diner, Luke. And he and I talked for an hour about his background in baseball and Scotty P's Big Mug Coffee, which is this brand that he's extended on because he's known for coffee. And Gilmore Girls, so now he opened his own coffee company. And I would never have that conversation with him on the street, at Starbucks, at a gala. And these are, for me, incredible conversations because now I'm creating relationships. And that's what it's all about. If you enjoyed this episode, be sure to subscribe so you're notified when a new episode is posted. Rate and review this podcast and be sure to share with your friends. Thanks for listening. And we'll catch you on next week's episode of How to Business in Show Business.